you know something? Way back in 2013, Don John the movie joined a growing list of great things that have names that rhyme, like Jack Black, like Shaquille O'Neal, and uh, let me think, let me think. Uh, Huey, Dewey, and Louie, you know, uh, uh, from the DuckTales? Yeah, I really struggled coming up with that last one. Hello everyone out there in my random casual family. My name is Rodney and this is Random Casual Reviews where we don't need a reason nor do we need the expertise to just talk about the things we like. That's right, you can review things too. First of all, if you're watching one of our videos for the very first time, thank you, thank you so much. We thoroughly appreciate it. I would like to remind you that this episode, along with every episode of Random Casual Reviews, is available as a podcast. Currently, we're available on Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and Anchor. So, if you like the audio content, but... You don't want to see my constantly bearded face? Just search Random Casual Reviews in your favorite podcast place. Stick around until the end of the video where we will give Don John our very special Random Casual Rating. Now with chapter times so you can just skip to the things you like. Because here at Random Casual Reviews we are all about just doing the things we like. Let's get started. To celebrate Valentine's Day, I wanted to review a movie about love. No, we're not reviewing True Romance, and we're not reviewing Love Actually. We're reviewing Don John. That movie is actually about love. Let's get into it. Before we actually get into the review of Don John, I would like to take this moment to let you know that Don John is rated R due to the language, adult content, nudity, a little bit of marijuana use. And even though here at Random Casual Studios we don't use profanity, we will be having frank conversations about the role that sex plays in courtship, which is really what this movie is all about. So yeah, viewer or listener discretion is very much advised. Also. You may have noticed that I tend to avoid spoilers in most of my movie reviews. I normally just give you like the opening salvo about the plot of the movie, but I won't really be doing that in this case because for me to effectively talk about Don John, I kind of have to spoil the heck out of this movie. So here's your spoiler warning right now. Spoiler alert! I will give you the opening salvo, but right after that, I will be diving deeply into the movie to give you, as Paul Harvey used to say, the rest of the story. Also, you may have noticed that I tried to kind of, you know, incrementally improve something about my video making progress, or I try to learn something new every week. Last week, I learned how to add filters to my videos, and I did that during the Uncle Rodney segment of the video when I was talking about nothing to lose. 
I've included chapter times this time so that you can skip around if you need to. Okay? Alright. I did it for you. Alright. Let's get into the movie. So, Don John is about a man named John. Not Don, but John. John is played by Joseph Gordon-Levitt. And he's a bartender living in New Jersey that enjoys a strict regimen of exercise, cleaning his apartment, and casual sex, and masturbating to porn. There's only a few things I really care about in life. My body. My pad. My ride. My family. My church, my boys, my girls, and my porn. I know, that last one sounds weird, but I'm just being honest. Nothing else does it for me the same way. Not even real pussy. And yo, I get plenty of that. Why you think my boys call me the Don? Luckily, he's a devout Catholic. So he can atone for all of his sins by going to confession every Sunday. One night, while hanging out at a nightclub with two of his best friends, John locks eyes with Barbara Sugarman, an attractive young woman with an affluent background played by Scarlett Johansson. Barbara is not an easy woman by any means, so before she and John can advance the physical nature of their relationship, Basically, John has to play the long game. This means a few key things as far as Barbara is concerned. They have to meet each other's friends. They have to meet each other's families. You know, kind of the easy basic stuff like that. By the way, speaking of John's family, it largely consists of three key members. It's his mother, who is completely obsessed with the idea of John finally settling down and getting married, played by Glenn Headley. His father, the loud and kind of obnoxious and very argumentative kind of stereotypically blue-collar dude that lives up in New Jersey of Italian descent, played by, I mean, who else would it be? It's Tony Danza. It's Tony Danza, you know? I mean, the guy is basically a live-action cartoon character in this movie, but it's well-placed in this film. It's hilarious. He's just funny. Finally, the third member of the family is John's younger sister, who is mostly a silent and passive observer in this family. She doesn't talk a lot, but when she talks, she says some really important things. So, you know, when you're watching this movie and you start to hear her talk, pay attention. She's played by Brie Larson. One of the other things that Barbara insists on is that John enrolls in night school because according to her, a real man doesn't work as a bartender. You know, he has a real job, he's finished college, and you know, those kind of things. Perhaps the biggest thing that Barbara absolutely insists on, again, before, you know, they consummate their relationship physically, she insists that John gives up his porn habit. In the movie, they kind of go into more detail about Barbara's opinion of his porn habit and how even Barbara finds out about his porn habit. I'm not going to get into all that here. According to Barbara, he has to get over it. 
So, is John actually going to be able to change his ways for the woman of his dreams? Okay. At this time, I want to let you know that that is the opening salvo for the plot of this movie. I'm going to go into more detail and I'm going to get into spoiler territory. So, if you don't want the movie to be spoiled, skip forward to after the spoilers where I will talk about the conclusion and kind of my thoughts around this movie. So here we go. Three, two, one. Spoiler alert. So anyway, John basically goes along with uh, the long game because I think that he's really never had anyone that actually requires something more than just, hey, I think you're pretty. Let's go have sex. How you doing? However, interestingly enough, the relationship started to unravel precisely because of all this. Like I said, Barbara insisted that, you know, they meet each other's families. And when John went to Barbara's house to meet her family, really, it was her house in and of itself that kind of started to unravel things for him. It's this big fancy house where she has a maid and it's this pink frilly bedroom. And it's just like not really John's style. I can I can actually relate to John in this respect because me. When I meet someone new and I come to their house and stuff like that, it's hard for me to feel comfortable unless I kind of see some of their clutter laying about. I mean, look at this. I've invited all of you as my random casual family into my office and I have clutter all about. As a matter of fact, let's see if I can point using the right there. Look, look at this. I'm going to go back and look at this. I had a little trouble getting this down, but I mean, you see, I have random stuff in my office like this hat. I'm not trying to culturally appropriate or anything like that. I actually find that it's a good hat to have outside during the sun. Anyway, I'm just going to toss this back here. Basically, what I'm trying to say is I don't feel comfortable unless I see someone else's clutter all about. Otherwise, I kind of feel like, you know, are you hiding something? What are you trying to hide? Everybody has clutter, at least everybody I know. The reason I feel like this is the turning point for the relationship between John and Barbara, particularly for John, is because he started to realize that he doesn't actually like her. You know what I mean? He's dating her and he wants to be with her and he wants to sleep with her, but he doesn't actually like her. More on that later. Other things happen and she breaks up with him in very dramatic fashion. What was the straw that broke the camel's back, you might ask? It was porn. She caught him watching porn. John is pretty heartbroken about the breakup between him and Barbara, and he's kind of spiraled into this kind of self-destructive pattern where he's like, you know, for example, inciting random instances of road rage and According to him, he's even masturbating more often, up to 11 times a day, at least that's what he said. Luckily, John has friends. And, you know, I really like this scene, you know, after the breakup when, you know, John's friend comes to visit him. He has a black best friend because, of course he does. In this case, the man's name is Bobby, played by Rob Brown. I haven't really seen this guy in a lot of stuff, but I recognize his face. He just has one of those, I know who you are, I recognize you kind of faces, you know? 
seriously though, as far as black friends are concerned, to me he's right up there with like Bubba from Forrest Gump or Dion from Clueless. It's not like Bobby is there to kind of save John from himself. He's there because that's just what friends do. Friends are there. And sometimes there's not a reason for it. I'm just there. I'm your friend, so I'm there. So that's what it was like. At least that's what it felt like to me. Bobby does eventually kind of help pull John out of his funk about his breakup. And he talks to him about what happened. And basically it's from this circumstance that we find out what we already knew. That Barbara broke up with John because she caught him watching porn. And Bobby was like, oh, well, that kind of sucks. That's a silly reason to break up with someone. And John was like, yeah, isn't that a silly reason? Yeah, it's a silly reason. Anyway, towards the end of this conversation, uh, Bobby talks to John about just like, so what about that class she had you taking? You going to finish that or what are you going to do? Anyway, John basically resolves to the fact that, well, I already paid the tuition. I guess I got to finish this class. Yeah. So you know what happens? John actually meets a new woman during the course of taking this course. This woman he meets uh, during his night courses is a very down-to-earth woman. And she's slightly eccentric and actually slightly older. I looked it up and Julianne Moore is 21 years older than Joseph Gordon-Levitt. So that means she was old enough to drink, you know, by the time Joseph Gordon-Levitt was even born. I won't get into the whole nitty gritty of their relationship here. You can watch the movie for that. But suffice it to say that she teaches John how to love. How for the first time, he met a woman that he can actually talk to and that he can share with. And one that calls him out on his BS even calls him out on his porn habit without really judging him. Anyway, they fall in love. The end. Okay, so here are my thoughts on Don John. Don John is one of those romantic comedies that really deals with real love instead of just dealing with the romance. Kind of following in the footsteps of something like 1967's The Graduate, but my point is that it deals with something more than just the romance of boy meets girl.
Here's a question that I'd like us all to ponder. Don John deals with relationships, love, and sex, just like The Graduate does, but Don John also deals with porn, you know? So, with that in mind, is that adult content? Well, ask yourself this. Are adults the only people in the world that have to deal with relationships, love, sex, and yes, porn? Of course not. Of course not. By the way, I do want to say here, I'm simply saying that these are things that people deal with when they're young. But, unlike most things that young people have to deal with, love, sex, relationships, and yeah, even porn... Those things aren't temporary like, you know, acne or, you know, you know, young things that young people have to deal with that come and go. It's not temporary. Love, sex, relationships and porn are things that are going to be around for a person's entire life. And they have to know how to navigate these things, in my opinion. To me, an adult situation is being stuck in traffic, you know, to make it on time to a job that you absolutely hate. Those are adult situations. And yes, by all means, keep those things away from children. Let them have their youth just a little bit longer. You know, I think I made my point here. We have established that the content of Don John is not unique to just adults. So with that being said, if it's not just for adults, is it mature content? I would argue that most con content or conversations surrounding, again, love, sex, relationships, and yes, even porn, is actually way too mature. As a matter of fact, I would say of those four things I mentioned, porn is the most immature because it really doesn't reflect anything at all about real relationships. But porn is not the only place where they kind of sell the fantasy, you know? Our mainstream media sells a fantasy of things without really dealing with you know, real things. And by the way, when I'm talking about the media, I'm not talking about like, oh, you know, just just the news or something like that. I'm talking about the movies we consume. I'm talking about the television shows that we watch. I don't watch too many movies. I used to watch them a lot when I was a little kid before I could get my hands on any porn. Because back then, if I wanted to see a really hot girl, my best bet was to watch a movie. So what do you like? Oh, it's so great. I love these two, man. Yeah. They're great. But now, I don't really see the point. I don't know. I guess I'm missing something. Because most people eat that shit up. Pretty woman, the pretty man, love at first sight, the first kiss, the breakup, the makeup, the expensive wedding, and they drive off into the sunset. Everyone knows it's fake, but they watch it like it's real fucking life. It's almost like as teenagers, we do have to really deal with these things, but because adults don't actually want to talk about these things, we're, we are ill-prepared when we become adults ourselves. So as a result, we're still kind of thinking like teenagers when it comes to, again, love, sex, relationships, 
and yes, pornography. We're just not talking about these in a very mature way. So my point is that that which we call adult content and that which we call mature content is really neither one because we have to deal with these things as teenagers and we haven't matured enough to talk about it as mature people. You kind of know what I mean, right? We have all met somebody that's in their 30s or 40s, and I'm going to pick on men in this instance. We have met men in their 30s and 40s that still talk about, you know, sex as if, you know, they're these prepubescent, you know, 12 year olds where it's like, ah, 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 look at our boobs. You know, by the time we're 30 or 40, we should have seen boobs by then. So we shouldn't be just like, ah, you know, doing everything we can to catch a glimpse of boobs and then just feeling like all oh, you know, out of out of place and having these this flood of emotions that we don't know how to deal with. It's like, yes, yes, yes. That's nudity. We've seen it. Can we move on? Can we grow up? That's all I'm saying. It's fetishism, just like porn is. It's fetishism. In today's world of porn websites and dating apps, it's easier than ever to meet and satisfy one's fetishes. Okay, so even though John didn't meet Barbara on a dating app, he met her while he was bar hopping, which is kind of like, I don't know, like a late 90s, early 2000s version of a dating app. I mean, he didn't have to swipe left or right, but still, you know, it's the same thing. What? What is that? Um, oh gosh. I think it's time for another rant from Uncle Rodney here. Here we go. Oh, all right, all right, all right. I'm, I'm here, I'm here. Let me just, let me just, just hold on. Stay on. All right, is it on? I said, is it on? Let me tell you, young people out there, don't fall in love with your fetish. I'm trying to tell you, if you watch this movie, old John learned that the hard way. You know who else learned that the hard way? Johnny Depp learned this the hard way. If I had to guess, Amber Hoyd, being 23 years younger than Johnny Depp, probably had a childhood crush on him. And Johnny, being a man that was past his prime, was probably all like, huh, this young woman is interested in me. But you know what? Johnny should have known better. I mean, he was at least 50 at the time that they met, weren't they? I don't know. I mean, you tell me. I don't know. Y'all probably know more about it than I do. I ain't got time for all this. My point is, Johnny should have behaved like a grown-up and dated somebody his own age. Falling in love with his fetish. That's what he did, and that's what led him into trouble. My point is, just don't do it. Don't be dumb enough to fall in love with your fetish. Just don't do it. I'm just guessing here, but maybe it was love for all the wrong reasons. But as for John, I'm not talking about Johnny. I'm talking about John from the movie now. See, y'all gotta pay attention. I'm talking about John from the movie. Aside from falling in love with his fetish, he did another stupid thing. He tried to forge ahead and trying to maintain a relationship with somebody that he doesn't even like. Y'all know what I'm talking about. Most of us have been there. Look, your Uncle Rodney has been there, okay? You know, we're lonely and we think that this person has, has potential. So we try to go for it anyway. I mean, 
we try to fall in love with somebody that we wouldn't even hang out with in any other circumstance. But here we are, tied arm in arm with somebody that I wouldn't even go to a baseball game with. Or somebody I wouldn't even play video games with. Somebody doesn't even like baseball. Somebody doesn't even like video games. And here I am, trying to fall in love with this person. So that's my point. That's the whole thing I'm talking about. We'll try to make it fit. And we start, you know doing things that she likes and we start trying to make her do things that we like that's kind of the worst of it you know what i mean you lose yourself in the process trying to be this person that someone else wants you to be you ain't going to be happy like that normally this is all done in good intentions i know i know there are good intentions involved you know you met somebody you know all the things you see on tv boy meets girl and blah 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 it ain't gonna work it ain't gonna work i mean i get it I get it, right? You have to make changes sometimes and you know, relationships are hard work and to make things work you gotta you gotta try to be a little more uh, what's what's the what, what's the word? Malleable. You gotta be malleable sometimes. But boy oh boy, here's the whole thing about it. In real life, real love, it ebbs and it flows and it ain't gonna be exactly right all the time. And you know what gets you through those times when love ain't exactly right? It's the idea that you actually like that person. That's what gets you through it. Love comes and goes, but like the things you like, think about all the things you've liked in your past. You probably still like many of those things. I'm not saying you like all of them things, but you get my point, don't you? You get my point? Love changes quite a bit, but the things you like, the person you are inside, it kind of stays the same. It does, it really does. The hope is, that you like the person enough that they make you actually want to be a better person. So I hope for all of you out there that you actually find somebody that you like as a person. So that you'll want to be around when times get hard. You see what I'm saying here? You see what I'm trying to say? I don't. Y'all see what I'm trying to say, right? Here's my whole point. Don't fall in love with your fetish and don't get in a relationship with somebody that you don't even like. I know it sounds like a no-brainer, but you know, you're probably out there right now in a relationship with somebody that you don't even like. Just don't do it. Just... What? You easy on here talking to the folks? Well, alright. Alright, listen. Bye, listen. If you're part of his random casual family, you're part of my random casual family. So thank you for just talking to me for a little bit. I, I really do appreciate it. Thank you. Alright, uh... Thank you, Uncle Rodney. As you can see, the genes are pretty strong and dominant in my family tree. I mean, <laughs> we even kind of look alike, don't we? I mean, uh, we even have the same name, so <laughs> it's crazy, right? Crazy. Even though we do talk differently, so there is that. Anyway, I guess the thing is, when you actually like someone, you will organically want to make changes. And if you're lucky, they will want to do the same thing for you. I think that's what Uncle Rodney was trying to say. Or, as Jack Nicholson said in Something's Gotta Give, it will make you want to be a better man. You make me want to be a better man. And that's what John found with Esther. I hope they live happily ever after, but what can I say? I'm a romantic. 
All right, let's wrap this thing up. To me, Don John gives a unique and interesting look at the landscape of modern courtship and modern relationships. The movie was brave enough to broach the subject of fetishism, unrealistic fantasies, and yes, porn addiction. I hope that time will buoy this movie's reputation and kind of its critical response. That said, the review website Rotten Tomatoes, the one that we use every week, gives this movie a solid 80%, which is fresh, and it has an audience rating of 58%, which I just think is very interesting. I think every single one of the movies I have reviewed so far had a higher audience rating than it did a critic rating, which, if I had to guess, I think the reason for this is largely due to taste. I think that's the reason why there's a disparity between the critic rating and the audience rating. Because you have to think, what does a movie critic do? They kind of sit around and watch movies. I mean, it's a job, don't get me wrong. Could you see, you know, you imagine if your job is to watch some of the bad movies that have come out there? A critic, that's their job. They have to watch the good and the bad. So when something new and something fresh comes along, critics love that. Whereas audiences, if I had to guess, are normally different. Audiences are like, I want to see something I'm familiar with. I want something that fits. I want something that's warm to me. And Don John is just not that. It's not like anything you've ever seen before. And it doesn't really fit the narrative structure that we may have come accustomed to as, you know, contemporary movie audience. So I think that's why the audience gave it a 58%. But you know what? Here at Random Casual Reviews, that's where we come in because, I mean, you saw what happened on Rotten Tomatoes. The critics were here, audience was here. How do you know who to trust? You know who you can trust? You can trust me. Here at Random Casual Reviews, we give Don John a rating of 5 out of 5 Hail Marys. It's not really a religious thing for us, it just happens to relate to the movie, okay? And you know what? John in this movie. He did Hail Marys for things he cared about. And you know what? Here at Random Casual Reviews, we care about this movie. So, how many Hail Marys or what would you have given this movie if not Hail Marys? Again, it has to be related to the movie itself. That's the key. That's the hard part of all this. But anyway, how many would you have given Don John? This deserves the old Random Casual treatment. Comment below, like, subscribe. And tune in next week for another episode of Random Casual Reviews. And hopefully, Uncle Rodney won't show up this time to bust up the party. Anyway, thank you all so much. Having so much fun doing this, as always. Thank you. So, what else deserves the old Random Casual Treatment? Comment below, like, subscribe, and tune in next week for another episode of Random Casual Reviews. Thank you so much. Thank you. Bye-bye, everybody.